0: I've got two titles because I couldn't decide which one to use. Becoming a Prophetic People or Becoming a Healthy Prophetic Community. Okay. Um, So we start off with a few things like what is prophecy? Uh, There's some simple definitions I've got written down here. Simply hearing something from God and communicating it to someone else. The now word from God to a person, church, or nation. God's love letter to us. And this can involve future um, directions for people and things like that. Um, I'd like to make a distinction between Old Testament prophets and sorry about this. Noise in the background, I really don't know. Okay. Uh, Anyway, Uh, I like to make a distinction between Old Testament prophets and prophets now fairly quickly. um, In the Old Testament, if they got it wrong, they died, basically. They got stoned. And it was more like, Thus saith the Lord. Um, In modern New Covenant, New Testament it is this is how I think God is giving us a direction for this is what I'm thinking and then Paul and other people uh, Peter are saying things like weigh it let a let two or three prophets weigh it see if it's right for you and so on so we're in a new covenant and all God's people can prophesy all right? some are called to be prophets and I'll go back to that but all God's people if you believe in Jesus that you're saved, you're born again all God's people can hear from him for themselves and for others and um... I just want to go to Acts 2 uh, Peter's sermon at Pentecost, and he quotes the prophet Joel. Um, This is Acts 2 16. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. This is Peter speaking. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams and even on my male servants and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy, Peter added to that. and It's still scripture, God inspired and um, another thing that in Numbers 11 uh, this is about Moses and in the camp he had 70 people prophesy when the Spirit of the God came upon them. And then, when that finished, there was two guys in the, in, in the camp prophesying, and people came to Moses saying, Look, these two guys are prophesying, you need to stop them, Moses. And he said, Would that all God's people were prophets. And uh, so, it wasn't something that he wanted to hold dear to himself, he wanted all God's people to hear from him and to be able to speak out and um, yeah, and we'll go to Ephesians 4 verse 9 I'm going to read this out and I will interject occasionally into this um, verse 9 in saying he ascended what does it mean that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth he descended is the one who also ascended this is talking about Jesus far above all the heavens that he might fill all things and he gave apostles prophets, evangelists shepherds and teachers to, the, to equip the saints for the works of ministry for building up the body of Christ so prophecy is for building up not condemnation not pointing out people's deficiencies, we all have them and uh, it's for building up, for being positive if you are going to point out some of sin that God's highlighted you don't do it in a public meeting you do it with a couple of other people and it's to do with love for repentance and for turning away from sin And. Uh, In 1 Corinthians it says, if you're doing this in love, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And this is when we're sign when we're hearing from God, this is where we must be coming from that's a high standard to tell the truth and I wish I could keep to it all the time um, we'll have a look at an example uh, in the New Testament in Acts 11 um, English Standard Version verse 27 and now in those days prophets came down that's plural from Jerusalem to Antioch and one of them, named, named Abigus, stood up and foretold by the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, that there would be a great famine all over the world. It says here, it took place in the days of Claudius. So the disciples determining, determined everyone according to his ability to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. They did so by sending it by sending it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. This is something we don't see a lot of at the moment and I think that's something that's coming back to the church in a, in a big way. It's probably happening over the world, we just don't know about it. But they, they, they knew something bad was coming and they did something about it. And people were able to plan and to save And there's a a thing like it uh, when Joseph was in Egypt he interpreted a dream seven fat years seven thin years and they're able to plan for it. And I think um, this is something we need to pray for to get more of in the church uh, and for God's prophets to come forth with things like this um, that would help people in the long term. Right, let's go back to Ephesians 4. Um, For building, equipping the saints for the works of ministry, that is not standing in front of a bunch of people. That is to do with your work. That is to do where God has sent you to work, to be able to be built up. He's talking about prophesying or talking to unbelievers. Um, you don't have to say this stuff says to God you can say I've been praying for you and I I feel God has got a way forward for you this is at work um, when you've got things happening and it's strenuous and, and you're anxious and you just ask God what's the way forward? what's the way forward for my boss? what's the way forward for this industry? what's the way forward for our MP and our government and stuff like that So, it's what you're involved in, what you're interested in. I go to allotment, at some stage I'm wanting to talk to them about Jesus. You know, they're very generous to us. They send lots of food to the food bank that I work for. Um, Now, the idea of equipping the saints for service is so that we attain the unity of the faith, so we're all united. Um, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to the mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. In other words it stabilises us because we know him. We hear from him, we hear from him from others, we are encouraged, built up and uh, and so on. And so this is to help us as a body, as a church, to move forward when things come against us (coughs) Um, when things like, we we know that energy prices are going to go up you know, how are we going to help, how are we going to ask God for help how are we going to trust him for the finance how are we going to pray for our government to help and support us and to plan ahead For the people of this country, that they may serve the country rather than through personal ambition. So we need to be praying for them, whether you like them or not, whether um, you agree with their politics or policies. But we need to be praying for them that God gives them wisdom. They need it. You know, whoever's next prime minister is going to have facing horrendous problems, and. They need God's help and God's guidance. However, excuse me. However, that comes. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. And um, one Corinthians 14, 29 onwards. Excuse me. It talks about when people are prophesying being orderly and stuff like that. I'll come back to that in a bit. I'm just looking at the time. okay. Yeah, in 1 Corinthians 14. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others weigh what is said. Like I said earlier, this isn't thus saith the Lord, this is two or three prophets speaking. When we were in Stoke um, Grace Church, we often had people coming up to the front of the microphone and it was very much encouraged, giving prophecies. And that's from little children, actually, to adults. And one of the things we found, uh, and it's thrilling, was that once a theme was, three or four people would be up there waiting, and then they would all speak and it would all flow. Because guess what? the Holy Spirit's giving them the words, giving them the direction. And sometimes it would change the direction of worship, sometimes it changed the direction of prayer, other uh, there big words of knowledge for people who were sick, um, and that was encouraged as well. And it was just really brilliant times, sometimes where God just was just speaking to people. How encouraging is that? All right? Um yeah. Yeah. So prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all be encouraged. So there we are, it's to encourage. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion but of peace. Yeah. Okay. So our motivation when we're prophesying, when God gives us stuff, is love. And I've mentioned that before, I think it's worth going over again. Because love is patient. I have had to learn that. I'm not patient, especially when I drive. And kind. I actually do some of that, I I, I can, by God's grace. Love does not envy or boast, not arrogant or rude does not insist on its own way is not irritable or resentful does not rejoice at wronging, but rejoices with the truth oh. So, we've heard the words from Joel via Peter that God will pour out spirit on all flesh that's us, all of us and how do we hear from God? I'm going to go into that a bit um, but I want to talk a little bit first about speaking to people who aren't Christians there is such a thing as prophetic evangelism, words of knowledge things, for directions, people worry about stuff this is something I really want to get into, I've done it a lot um, is, you know, God directs you to go sit and speak to somebody. I remember being uh, open air a couple of years ago um, and I was praying. I I really am not an extrovert. And it may not seem so, but I'm just not. And I find it difficult to go and speak to people. And um, if I know you, it's not different. It's different. You won't shut me up but I find that difficult and I just pray, God, send me somebody and um, my friend Fred turned up and we prayed with him and talked with him Um, and it was a really good time and I just felt that was God's appointment and we need to ask for more of those and when we're talking to people who aren't believers I'm always asking God what do I say? you know I know the gospel, I know that people need to know that sinners separated from God, that Jesus came and died and took the punishment for that so that we may know him and follow him and hear from him, etc. And I really want to do more of that, I really do. So, let's look at what Jesus did a bit. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing on his own accord, and Jesus is the Son, but only what he sees the Father doing, for whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. Jesus spent time with the Father. He actually had communion with him from the day he was born because there was nothing separating from the Father. And he listened to him and he saw what the Father was doing and copied it and did it. And it's something that we need to have a look at because, you know, Jesus met a woman in Samaria, and the Samarian woman. Who the Jews hated, didn't like each other, and it was reciprocated, they didn't like each other. But God had sent Jesus to talk to this woman. And a whole area, region, was <coughs> saved, because he was obedient. And it's amazing how fruitful we can be when we hear from the Father and go and do it. And I would like to do that more and more. And I think the more prophetic people we are, the more that we encourage one another, the more we hear clearly what God is saying. I will give some examples from my own life um, later, maybe from a couple of others. Um, I shot a question at Wendy yesterday as I was finishing off preparing. And um, there are scriptures that back this up. So, Wendy, what is our part? What part do we play when in Ephesians it says that, you know, we are to be built up as prophets and be able to hear from God and we are to seek gifts And she said we need to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, that's what the Bible says That's not passive, that's not sitting back and say, oh, I would like that How do we do that? What does it mean? Firstly, we are eager to receive and use spiritual gifts God has got spiritual gifts for each one of us But most of all he would like us to prophesy Because we speak not in tongues but in words easily okay. So if God gives you a gift You need to receive it That's not difficult as long as you want it. Okay. Secondly, our part is stepping out and being obedient to his word. We are used to having prophetic stuff in church services and even then it can be nerve-wracking. Do I bring it? Do I not? I've got this picture. I'm embarrassed. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe I'll say something silly. um, And we build it up and we get anxious if we don't bring it, someone's missing out, or the whole church is missing out. And we know enough of each other that through love we want to encourage you to do that. Even if you get it wrong, we're not going to come and box your ears or anything else like that. We're going to encourage you and help you to hear from God. We receive our gifts through faith and trust and we need to practice them um, I had a good guy, actually it was Josh, said you're prophetic life, and I thought, no I'm not and then um, I had to think about it and I said, and I said no, I said, no, he said, yes yeah, you are and I thought, oh, I'd better go away and think about this All right. and um, so I'm starting to use it more <laughs>
1: uh, God gives these gifts
0: to build the church to encourage people to build them up also to empower us to evangelize and tell people about Jesus so in 1 Corinthians, I'm just going to give some scriptures very quickly 1 Corinthians 12:31. but eagerly desire spiritual gifts and the greater gifts and so on 1 Corinthians 14 that love be your highest goal I also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially in prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. Okay. Things to help you grow. Um, and I'm going to read these out. I, I got this from a book, a guy called, uh, the title book was Modern Prophets by a guy called Sean Bolz B-O-L-Z um, is his best book I've only gone through about half of it I've highlighted virtually every page um, because it's really really easy it gives good examples and I've done started to do some of what he's, he's suggested here so he's saying to track everything God is saying to you for a season or record I have a friend called Dave Turner he uses his phone all right, for other, record other people and recording himself so he's got a record of what's going on if it's easier for you, write it down or journal it uh, whatever enables you to record so you can weigh what you have said alright get to the meat of what you said or are saying yeah alright, two write your life story your testimony. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Focus on the times when God showed up. I started writing this out and, it, and I saw a pattern. And I'll, I'll go into that later. Yeah, focus on the times when God showed up. How he encountered you. How he's led you or is leading you. Focus on the key points of your history what God has said or showed you that has changed or formed or your direction, focus or plans that's a bit all in one, but basically it's saying where through your life has God led you and what is he saying now, what is he saying about your future what is he saying about now, what you're doing write what you believe God is speaking to you about about your destiny, about your life going forward, about now and what your calling is Write out the sphere of influence you feel called to Me, I pray for people and I prophesy as I'm praying That's my main thing Um, That's my sphere of influence, that's how I feel about it Write out the types of people you're called to love Because he says, you know, if you can't do it out of love, it's worthless. And the Bible backs that up. Write out the skills, talents, gifts and spiritual gifts he's given you, or is going to give you to accomplish what he wants you to accomplish. This process will help you identify what he's saying to you in a very deliberate way. And as I was reading all this, I started doing it and it was helpful being prophetic is a lifestyle and how we go and grow with that is do you know your bible? do you read it? do you know your bible? do you read it? God can speak to you from reading the scriptures or bring things back to your memory Uh, For me, a famous point, which I can't forget, was I was reading in uh, one of the books of Peter and this verse leapt out at me, and I've said this before, it said, Oh, no man, anything. And so I paid off my debts as quickly as I could, because I was in debt. And then I lost my job, and if I'd been in debt, I'd have been in real trouble. And that was God helping me in that brief thing. So, the more scripture you read, the more God can speak to you or bring it back to your memory when you're praying, when you're talking to people. Prayer, listening, then doing and obeying. That's the catch, isn't it? Doing and obeying. We need to do that and we need to ask for boldness, etc. I'll give some examples from my own life, some I've given before. I'm not ashamed of them because my feeling is if you can hear for yourself then you can hear for other people and it's easier if you can hear for yourself then it's easier for you to hear from other people <coughs> in church, recent, church history you get the big prophet turn up and he points to people All right? so he's one guy doing that and he said please stand up and I'll tell you things and it's one person getting blessed and there's people in there thinking God give me a word but if we're all doing that in our church then more people can get encouraged, built up and hear from God. So it's not, you know there are prophets that can do that, there are people who have powerful words of knowledge that can change people's lives. But if we're all doing that, that's the the idea of Ephesians 4 Prophet, is to encourage, build up, teach how we do that. There is a course coming up by Rodney Hager, I think it's Hager is his surname. Um, Some of us have signed up for that. He'll be teaching on all these things way better than I'm doing now. (coughs) Because he'll be doing it over several weeks, uh, etc. Um, I was um, in America, I was on the East Coast and a few years earlier I found out I had a sister I'd never met uh, in California. And um, I must have been 30 years old um, and I wanted to go visit. And I'd been in America for about a month and I'd run out of money, I had a credit card, that's all. I had no job to go back to, no savings. And I just got on my knees and said, God, I want to go visit Julie. I, I haven't met her and uh, I want to do that. I want to tell her about you. I just fell. and that's what I can say is, go ahead, use the credit card. So, long story very short, that happened. I spent money to get an airfare, hired a car, went up to Santa Cruz and met my sister. about jesus and we got on really really well then i came home and uh, i went to see my pastor frank gamble and among other things he said oh clive someone's giving you a check for money and it was the exact amount i had on my credit card what a blessing you know god is faithful and what i could have done was worried about it and think no i don't want to spend the money you know i could have worried God said, yes, but what if this happens and what if that happens? I just actually really wanted to see my sister. And God blessed me in that way. Okay. Um, Yeah. In daily life, when I worked in a factory, I was on a temporary contract and I just asked God, if I'm not going to get a permanent contract on this shift, can you move me to another? Next day they called me and said, "Clyde, we're very sorry. Can you move shifts?" And I said yes, because it was a direct answer to the prayer, and it was the next day. Um, and I've had many examples of this, okay? And then I got a permanent contract within three months of that change. Um, really blessed my family. Uh, in the sense of financially and money time off, as well now we often, I've been talking about receiving but he also asks us to give as well and sometimes when we get asked for an offering we ask God how much do you want me to give and Wendy and I, we both come, go away and we think of a figure and come back and we never agree it's just happened that way so we go for the bigger figure (laughs) I wish I could say we both agreed on the the, the one figure but we don't so we go with the bigger figure Um, there's a guy who's a missionary, uh, he's a pastor um, he goes out to um, Asia, Cambodia, Vietnam all those places um, and he's helped plant churches, in enabled and brought up leaders. And he has a—he's a—he's a, he's a miracle worker, as in God given him that gift. And he gets—he says he goes into a place, and he said there's loads of Buddhists. And uh, he said if Jesus does not turn up, we're in trouble. And so he just prays for the sick, and they get sick. And then he prays, he preaches the gospel, and then he plants a church. Boom. So now and then God's asked me to give him money and I do because I think he's just brilliant there's another one called this is just my personal life Justice Rising uh, this woman when she was younger went to Congo it's a war zone, So, a single white woman going to a war zone negotiating with warlords so that she could build schools in war zones so that children get an education in places like that she talks to them about the future of their nation and how they can contribute towards it in the sense of not killing people around there and allowing there to be peace where the schools are and sometimes they, uh, it doesn't happen so justice rising I give money to that, God's asked me to do that a couple of times and I think it's just a brilliant thing it's on my heart um, regions beyond we've been asked to do that, to save up and give money to help them in church planting in, in different areas and I think it's a brilliant thing to do, so we obey God in that and he tells us how much to give and things like that and, invi- and individuals. sometimes he tells us to give to individuals anonymously um, And I've done that, and I'm sure all of you have done similar as well. There's been other times when God told us to move. Now I must admit, and be truthful, Wendy knows two to three years before we're moving, God tells her. And I haven't got a clue. So it's it's, between us. And then we find out where we're going later. Um, But we don't stop working where we are. Um, and our moves we usually end up going round a city um, or a town and think oh, this is nice, this is peaceful and we get a real sense of God's presence with us when we know where to go um, God has also told me that he wants me to help ch- plant churches I love doing it actually as you all know it's hard work but very rewarding you see people's lives change people find out who Jesus is that God loves them so how much do you want to get to know him because it's choices the more intimate we are with the Father the more he talks to us gives us details uh, and things we want to do and one couple of things I would say is that when I want to hear from God I'm either reading my Bible, I'm contemplating it, and then I'm asking Him What do you want me to say? Who do you want me to pray for? Is there something I can do to encourage somebody? And um, we get pictures I don't get pictures much I did one about four weeks ago But our friend Susila at the back gets pictures and what they mean Impressions. I get more impressions than I do. I've heard God audibly. Twice. Dreams. I'm, I'm praying for dreams and interpretation. I'm getting dreams. But I'm not, and I remember them when I wake up and for several days later. But I really haven't got to grips with the interpretation. And so I'm asking for that. Visions. Knowing. I was talking to a young man a couple of years ago and he's just talking I'm thinking he's got to have to calling on his life and said so to him um, which, you know, wasn't hard for me to step out and say I just thought he was embarrassed and didn't say anything but actually it's turning out to be that way um, when I'm praying for someone I was praying for a man about three years ago didn't know him very well, I knew he was the leader of a church and um, as I was saying this, my voice petered off because I was listening to myself because I started to say to him you're going to be planting churches like the one you're leading now lots of churches and as I was saying it, my voice got out and low I think, what am I saying? it was a surprise you know? and I get that quite often this is, I'm praying for somebody and I get, I get something for them you know, a, a newborn Christian, you may have anger issues but God's going to help you love people there's going to be love pouring out of you um, one of the audible voices from God was <clears throat> when I came back to God, I started listening to this person pray and I copied it and they would say the same thing over again and over again and over again um, it wasn't like a, a prayer full of words it was like the same thing and and so i started copying it and god said i was by myself because i can't tell you it sounded audible to me whether it was someone else would have had to be there to tell you or not but it was only god said stop it stop it don't pray like that and it was like oh it wasn't hard it wasn't stone, it was like, don't do that, don't do that, you know. Um, and it was a shock because I wasn't expecting it, and I thought I was doing all right. There's another thing. I was... Um, <clears throat> I remember doing this um, this is Josh he's, he's, he runs a church planting course and I was we were praying and then I suddenly came out with in 2-3 years time you're going to be on your knees praying for more people to join this course because we need church planters okay? and that we need to pray that for him okay? I think that's important because all the interested people will come in the first two years and after that, it is, Lord, call more people. Wake them up to the calling you've got for them. You know. um, I have a friend, uh, a church leader called Michael, a man I really, really respected. And this is quite some time ago. He was, we were, we went to a um, conference and this guy said you need to start thinking about who's going to take over from terry virgo and the frontiers and stuff like that and we went away from this conference and i was just thinking about that because it didn't feel right and michael came to me one day and he said what, what do you think the way forward is he's going to replace michael and i said it's not going to be that it's going to be apostolic streams that's the new testament model it's going to be apostolic streams, apostles." Prophets together with the other gifts, planting churches, replicating themselves, and going on. And that's what's happened, actually. And that's not just our stream that's happening, too. This is happening right well. And it's like God's kingdom is like a mustard seed, it grows and grows and grows. Or like yeast in the bread, it spreads throughout the whole thing. And that is what's happening. Because uh, there was a prophecy over New Frontiers that it would change the face of Christianity so it's it's apostles, prophets and that sort of thing Now, I'm not telling you this to figure out because I'm just an ordinary guy but we need to be hearing things like that for each other for the church, the way forward Um, you could you don't have to be someone big in prophecy Margaret could get a word from God and speak it out and it's from God and it could change the course of the church Or Neil, or Anton could be visiting, and he's got a word from God that is directional. The way okay, it all. Okay, it's important. Okay. We look at Nicodemus, and I'm finishing on this. I've gone on a lot longer than I thought I would he comes to Jesus middle of the night because he's embarrassed he doesn't want any of his fellows to know he's coming to talk to Jesus and um, he says to you no, you're from God because you do all these things and Jesus just says to him you must be born again and they go on about this For, you must be born again Jesus is still talking, and I'm going to finish with uh, John 3 16 to 18. You must be, be born again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned already we're doing this so that we can tell people about Jesus if we're building up each other, encouraging each other with prophecies, with words from God and also for unbelievers how fruitful do you think we will be? very really. so I'd like you all to stand, those that can, and I'm going to pray pray for you, that you will hear from God, for yourselves and for others. Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I pray for them that your spirit be upon them, that they would hear from you for themselves the direction of their lives, the things to do every day. And so for them to hear for other people, to encourage and build each other up so that we will not be blown around by every wind of doctrine, but we would know the direction and the things you want us to do. And I pray you give them boldness to step out and to tell other people about Jesus and to tell other people who are believers the things that you have for them to encourage and build us all, I pray for that now, in Jesus name, Amen.